Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Well, hello. Hey, Tanya. How's it going, Kat? It's going great. It is almost summer here in Tennessee. Oh, that's just gross. <laughs> We're still in winter month 18. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I kind of lied just a little bit. I am wearing short sleeve shirt today, but it is only 59 degrees. Uh, but yesterday the high was 38. But we have had pretty warm weather. It got up in the 70s last week. So Tennessee is just stupid weather. It'll be, I think, at the studio. Studio is 18 degrees on Monday and it's like 70 today. So it's just crazy, stupid weather, That's but we amazing. love it. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Like, well, see, my temp gauge right now says 27. Wow. Yeah. Terrible. It's not terrible. It's not amazing, but it's supposed to be 42 on Saturday. I might have to put on my swimsuit. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and Saturday, I will be in Hawaii on another, taking another group on a trip. I'm so jealous. Yeah. This will be a pretty fun trip because, you know, I lived in Hawaii for three years, but I lived on Oahu and I only visited the Big Island and Kauai. So we searched and found there's only one cruise line that does a cruise through the islands. So that's what we're doing. We've got that 10 is. people we're taking. Amazing. Yeah, it'll be super fun. I love it. Yeah. And my um, sankapa for that trip is I am calm. I am uh, calm. I am at peace. I am at peace. I am content. <laughs> so what are we talking about since you bring this up? <laughs> we are talking about, about San Kappa today, and that is our heartfelt intention. And San is an idea that is formed in the heart, and Kappa is committed intention. I love that. So often considered part of a person's daily sadhana, mm -hmm. and a San Kappa is much more than just a mantra it's more like a life mission. Mm -hmm. I always tell people like when you're doing your mantras, your mantras are to get over all of the mountains in the way of your sankalpa. Mm -hmm. I like that. So we do all of our mantras like setting all of the little goals to get to the end goal. Mm -hmm. It's um, considered the seed of growth in the area of our life that's calling for our attention. I love that. And it's so closely related to your dharmic path. Mm -hmm. If you can land closely on the perfect sankalpa for you, do you feel like you have your life sankalpa? I don't. We I should don't. work on that. I we know. We find an afternoon where we're not recording and we mm -hmm. should just go ham together on a life sankalpa. Uh, I mean, I have one that I did with you when we when I finished my 500-hour training and I still kind of use that one, but I don't feel like it's a life one. That's what I got. That's what I'm working with right now. So, yeah, I need a whole afternoon of Tanya time. TT. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And I'll I'll take time, a CT time, cat time. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with a cat nap, cat time. Yeah. 
(laughs) So as we talk about Sankalpas, uh, some of the things like I want to bring up is I referenced sadhana, which I just dabbled. I just dropped that word. And then the you broke out Sankalpa for us. Well, sadhana, which is S-A-D-H-A-N-A, is a daily practice or a daily commitment, right? Mm -hmm. It's And it's a daily commitment to our self-study. It's a daily commitment to our connection to the divine or Mm -hmm. to something larger than ourselves, right? And Mm -hmm. that daily commitment, that daily practice is going to somehow have your sankalpa in it, however you choose to do that, whether you Mm -hmm. choose to use your sankalpa as a mantra during meditations or however that looks for you. Mm -hmm. So we have the word sadhana, but then we also need to reference the word sadaka, which is S-A-D-H-A-K-A. The sadaka is you and me. We're the person who's doing the sadhana using our sankalpa, our intention. So the Mm -hmm. sadaka is the practitioner. The sadhana is the practice. And the sankalpa is the mission, Mm -hmm. which I love Wow. I love that too. In fact, I was sitting there going, where's my pencil? I need to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is fabulous. And, you know, I want to hear you say those three words together really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Sadaka, sadna, yeah, nope. (laughs) But, you know, this seed for growth, this uh, sankalpa, it may be in the realm of your state of health, your relationship. It may be part of your career path or your spiritual practice. And you welcome your sankalpa into the foreground of your conscious mind from that place of intention where you are in kind of that more relaxed being state and that intention is then then embedded in your subconscious mind. Neuroscience and mindfulness research have proven that the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's true and what's not true. It just follows the order of the conscious mind. So that's why we put things in the present tense when we are talking of uh, sankapa or affirmations, either one, just to kind of trick the mind into believing what we want to be our reality. I love that. And I love how that is stated because that is so factual. When I'm working mantra work with students, like in teacher training, I'm always referencing to them that this is not the I want to get there. It is the stated as I am already there. And at some point, you will go from wanting to believing. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that too. Because when I work with people with affirmations, they always want to say things like, I hope to be healthy or I plan or I'm trying to think they put it in the tense of it not really happening as it's still just a possibility instead of a reality. Or even just instead of I am happy, it is I am going to be happy. Going to be. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Well, when is that? When is that? (laughs) When is that? So if you set that as a goal, there's no, like you have your smart list of goals. There's no timetable to that. Mm -hmm. You want to put it in the thought process of I already have everything that I need. That everything, and it's true. Everything that we need is truly within us already. Now, if if your affirmation is I am a millionaire, well, you might have the possibility, but you got to do a lot of work to get there. So, you know, we're looking at things that 
that are things like I am energetic or I am loved or I am caring or I am the embodiment of inner peace. We just talked about inner peace on our last episode. So you might, instead of I am a millionaire, you might say I am financially free. You know, you can word things in all different ways that are positive that don't put a lot of undue pressure on yourself also because remember our mind, and Tanya and I both love to talk about the mind, the brain, the conscious, but our mind is so friggin' powerful. And what we say after the words I am becomes our reality. And when we say things positively enough, we start to believe them. Even if we don't believe them 100%, we believe them a whole heck of a lot more than we believed them before we started saying them. Yeah. And I think the importance of bringing up, because you and I had also said, are we going to call this episode Sankalpa or are we going to call this episode Sankalpa and the voices in our head? (laughs) And so I think this is actually the perfect time for me to bring up those voices because that's exactly it, right? We have so much going on in our head. We are thinking about um, what's happening in in our calendar. We're thinking about what's going to go on tomorrow. So future, we're thinking about what we just said and how we regretted what we said. So we're thinking the past. We're using negative self-talk when that bag of groceries busts open and we're like, come on, Tanya. Like, right, we're yelling at ourselves Mm -hmm. in our head. We're thinking negative things that we've heard on repeat. Like, well, you remember when so-and-so said that to you and it just plays on repeat in your brain. We ruminate about shame and guilt and regret. And so when we can use that Sankopa to replace that negative self-talk, now we're going to get somewhere because it's like we talk about the practice of doing yin to decrease your yang or doing yang to decrease your yin because in a world of duality, the two can't exist in the same space. Mm -hmm. So if instead of me listening to that negative self-talk and instead I verbalize a new sankalpa, my mind can only listen to the new sankalpa. It can't listen to the negative words. So if I replace that, I can rebuild, like I'm referencing Buddha's brain, the book Buddha's brain. When we can replace that, we're building new neural pathways. We're building new synapses. And eventually our mind is going to get on board, just like you talked about. If we put that into our subconscious, then when things come up, the negative self-talk isn't going to be the first thing that's going to come to mind. Instead, at some point, the Sankalpa is going to come forward first. And Mm -hmm. that's a win. Like you're there now. You're winning. You're winning the Mm -hmm. battle against that negative self-talk. It's like literally using your Sankalpa as the bleep when the negative self-talk comes up. (laughs) Like it's like bleep, bleep, bleep. And it throws in the Sankalpa instead, right? So that little force field. (laughs) (laughs) Like if only everybody could see my face as I make things. And see all of our hand movements. Yeah. So it's like we get to we get to bleep out the negative self-talk with our Sankalpa, right? And then those voices in our head can't have as much power because we're replacing it with such powerful positivity. Mm -hmm. You know, something when you're thinking about your Sankalpa, you need to be aware of is the difference between want and need. And wants are associated with things that are pleasant. And then, you know, there are things that from our conditioning as humans that we have this impulse to have these wants. But needs are desires that are related to the intrinsic desires of our soul to fulfill our higher purpose. So to the degree that you can access your soul, you want to allow that to guide you more towards that Sankalpa. So trying to work, focus more on needs instead of on our wants in your Sankalpa. A soul-based 
based, a soul based <laughs> Sankofa. That sounds like a cool class. I'm on it. No, I was just thinking that would be a cool class. A soul-based Sankalpa. We both are writing this down. I know. We're like, well, look at us give ourselves ideas. <laughs> right. And so let's talk about how we can incorporate that Sankalpa, right? So we've talked, or at least I've talked about that Ayurvedic routine, that daily morning practice. A Sankalpa fits very well into your daily morning Ayurvedic practice. You can use your Sankalpa kalpa in the same time frame as you're using your mantra. Maybe in your meditation, you start with your, you know, your goal setting mantra, and then you end your meditation always with your life sankalpa, right? And so this is perfect in that, in that, in that Ayurvedic daily routine. But it's also really lovely to have symbols. Like you and I have talked about the importance of symbols. So if there's your sankalpa is something that is, you know, heavily important to you right now in this time frame, figure out some of the symbols that are helping you to remember it and get yourself some symbols that are uh, going around you. So like for me, like one of my sankalpas is I'm a compassionate healer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I make sure that in all the rooms I have in my house, there's indication of energy medicine. So I have it dabbled around me. So there are symbols to remind me to Mm -hmm. keep that sankalpa forefront in my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that when things come up, I can always lean into that. I like that. Need to put some of my journals and pens scattered throughout the house. (laughs) A hundred percent you do. I do. A hundred percent you do. Yeah. Yeah. When you're drafting your Sankalpa, some of the things is what do you want to feel more of in your life? You know, like what circumstances do you want to bring forth or what do you want to achieve or become? You know, which direction do you want to grow? So you definitely want to grow and you are pursuing that energy medicine, but you also want to think about what would that growth look and feel like, you know, seeing yourself already in that position, how do you feel differently? How does your day look different than it does now? And really making that kind of your reality and seeing that as who you already are. hundred percent. I love that. And then I think you said you wanted to talk to us about how Sankopa ties into Nidra. Well, and it's, I guess I've been kind of talking about that a lot during uh, this, but in Yoga Nidra, you generally start your practice with a sankalpa, your intention. And we do that in a lot of other classes. And we we enter and close the nidra practice with our sankalpa. And it's kind of considered that seed of growth in the area of our life that's calling for our attention. But it's, in, it's great for use in yoga nidra because of the yoga, yogic sleep that you're in. It just constantly, it's a reinforcement of that sankalpa for you. So it's it's pretty powerful when you use it anytime, but especially in um, a Nidra class, um, you want to really focus on the results that you're seeking, you know, the attitude that you want to achieve, you know, and that can be different with every class. You know, your Sankalpa can be different if you're really setting that as a true Sankalpa for your Nidra practice. But, you know, I do believe that um, even when I'm doing a Nidra practice, when I'm doing that on my own by myself, I will write out my Sankalpa for that practice that day because it's more powerful for me if I write it down. If I make my hand 
create it. And then I'm writing it down. I am my voice or I am worthy of being heard or whatever it might be. I am a writer, whatever it might be. I'm writing it down and it's cementing it in my mind. Like it really is true. If It's really happening because, you know, out of our heart and out of our head, when we write these things, they're a lot more solid. They're more real. They're more tangible. And, you know, you I try to be specific. I can get real fuzzy and cloudy when it comes to stuff like that, especially if I've just decided at the last minute I need a yoga nidra practice and I log into my Glow account and let someone guide me through that. A lot of times I'll just haphazardly write down a sankalpa, but I try to be real specific about it. And I, but I don't want to write down something that I don't believe I could achieve. And I have been notorious for that in the past, writing down things that I, in my gut, I did not believe I would achieve it. So you have to have a little bit of belief deep down within you that you can achieve your sankalpa before you write it down, because otherwise you're just writing down something and dooming yourself to failure if you don't believe that in your gut. 100%. And it's also hard to get on board with it if it doesn't align with you. And you and I have talked about this when building mantras is try it on for size. You and I have both talked about this when creating a mantras, try it on for size. So the same thing holds true with your Sankalpa is literally shouldn't take more than three days for you to figure out if it feels like the right mantra or Sankalpa for you Mm -hmm. is to try it on, use it and try and use it as much as possible. Use it at a Mm -hmm. stoplight, use it in going to bed, use it while you're in the shower, start chanting it and singing it. And eventually it will either feel right or you'll be like, nope, this isn't in alignment with me right now. And I need Mm -hmm. something different. Yeah. And put it in words that you would actually say, don't try to be poetic. Don't try to sound like, you know, the person you want to be. Try to sound like you. I mean, you've got to put it into words that you'll actually say, you'll actually say so that your mind believes it. Exactly. And don't overthink it. it. You know, I love how you said, try it on for size for three days. I love that so much Mm -hmm. because, you know, we'll do that with a pair of shoes. We'll buy a pair of shoes and bring them home and march around the house in them before we go outside to make sure we like them without having returning, without having to return them. But we don't generally do that with our affirmations. So I like that. Or our self-care at all. Exactly. You know, I love it. Nice. There you go, friends. Yeah. Get yourself your sankalpa <laughs> and practice it for three days and let us know. Yeah, trust yourself. Your soul knows what it wants. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.